0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the TNT Podcast. I'm your host, KT Temple. And as always, I'm here with my co-host, Ken Temple. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm ready
1: for I'm excited, KT. I'm excited about today. Cause you're not in the woods and it's no, Yeah, yep, I'm not in the way. woods. You can hear me. There is no delay, but no, I'm excited. Cause I, I, today's topic is so cool and it's something I don't know a lot about. So I get to learn a lot today. The only thing that bothers me is, and, and uh, as you know, we're audio, not video, but I read this guy's bio. And so I'm like expecting this 60 year old dude to pop on here. That's accomplished all this stuff. And, and uh I swear he, the only reason he doesn't look 15 is because he does have a beard. If he took the beard off, I'm I'm serious. 15 years old, right? So I I can't wait to hear uh, the quick rise on this one. Yeah, that's right, guys. We've got
0: Aaron Lettsizer on the show today. Um, Aaron, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man.
2: Hey guys, thanks for uh, for having me. Yeah, uh, I, I I do have the beard uh, because you you are correct, heads. Uh, when it's gone, I do actually look like uh, I'm 15. So got to keep that. Um, definitely not 15 anymore. Uh, so yeah, my, uh, my name is Aaron Lettizer. I am uh, uh, one of the co-founders of Obi. Obi is a uh, insurance uh, technology company that's specifically focused on the residential real estate investment space. So uh, those small single family rental units up to small apartments, uh, that's really where we, we focus. My background was insurance. Uh, my brother was um, uh, in the real estate private equity space, primarily in the residential side. And we like to tell people he got sick of buying insurance the same way I got sick of selling it. And so we tried to figure out a way of, of, of blending uh, the needs of real estate investors and the needs for insurance within that transaction uh, with the technology that was available to us today.
0: Awesome, man. So tell us about OB. What makes it stand out as far as insurance quoting goes? Uh, what's y'all's value proposition with the business?
2: Yeah, the, the biggest thing is that uh, we can do it instantly. Uh, if you've got a one to four unit single family rental property anywhere in the U.S., uh we can instantly underwrite that. You can instantly have your client bind that, or if you are a real estate investor yourself, uh, we make it very easy for people to go through that process. So that's the that's the first thing. Um and though in the the residential real estate investment space, that is a little novel. Um uh, people have been able to, you know, quote and bind insurance online for a little while now. Uh, the difference as well is that we really set out to do this to put real estate investors in the driver's seat, right? We really wanted to provide that transparency into Ah, uh, the coverage and the options, um, and the type of of buying experience that we have come to expect. Uh, you know, with a, a generation that's grown up with an iPhone and has an expectation of technology.
0: Awesome, man. And so, how? So, you kind of mentioned how this got started, but I, I really want to know how you grew this thing, man. You you have, uh, from your bio, it says seventeen million people have used your software. Is that right?
2: Uh no, so that's uh there's seventeen million real estate investors. So we're we're available to uh all of them. Um uh, oh, okay.
0: I was like, that's so, so many. That's so many.
2: <laughs> that that's that's uh that's a lot. I'd be um I'd be I'd be sitting on a beach on my private island if we did all seventeen million. Um but we're up to a lot. We probably cover um somewhere between like you know, in the last year alone, probably about twenty to twenty five billion dollars worth of coverages um wow. that we provided uh during that period of time. And again it's you know, the, the, the origin story is really, you know, my, my brother and co-founder Ryan, you know, you, you, your, your investors, um, you know, and the, the agents that really support them, they look at insurance, I think a little differently than when you're out there buying your home and auto, right? Like I, I have this house that I live in. I've got, you know, I've, I've got intrinsic value here and I need to, I just need insurance, right? And so I buy it. I need insurance for the car. I buy it. Um, and even though I need it for my rental property portfolio, it becomes a line item, right? Like it becomes a very tangible item that exists there. And that was the biggest thing that always frustrated Ryan was, you know, in the event that he wanted to change deductibles or he wanted to look at different coverage options, the way that the market was set up before OB came along was you had to go to your agent and to no fault of the agent, they have to then go back to those carriers and ask those carriers for every single different combination. So let's say you want a $1,000 deductible, right? Like, you know, let's say you want a th- $10,000 deductible. You're going to spend a little bit less. Maybe you want roofing and siding matching protection, right? One of those kind of weird ancillary coverage items. Maybe you want water backup or ordinance and law coverage, right? Like you want to see as a business owner how these different combinations actually impact the value of the insurance, the price of the insurance, and the impact on your P&L. But it's such a black hole. And that, that's the word that was literally always used as Ryan and I talked to people about this idea years ago. Was that they felt like their insurance line item was a black hole. They knew they had coverage, but what did it really do? And they didn't really feel very empowered. And so it was the one of their largest line item expenses, the one that they also felt they had the least amount of control over. And so that's what we wanted to be able to do. We wanted to make it very easy for people to be able to get insurance and then also feel really empowered during that process. So that way you at least didn't hate insurance, right? Everybody hates the insurance process that they have, right? Kent's laughing at me right now. I can see him. I don't, I don't like doing my own insurance, right? But if we can make that process at least a little bit easier, then your closing's easier, your underwriting on those properties easier, the expectations that you have when a claim comes around is, is met, right? Those are all the things that you can do when you actually combine technology with a you know, centuries old insurance process.
0: And so you have started and grown several companies before OB. So what did you learn during that process that really helped you shape that approach 40.
2: The the biggest thing was always you know talk talk to your customers right uh, at at the end of the day I might have a problem but I need to go and, and validate and hear you know what what your challenges in the space might be or what Kent's experience buying insurance might be um, what does that look like for people what do they want right um, we you know we went through a uh, you know a startup accelerator program out in California called Y Combinator and the the biggest motto that they always have is is make something people want, right? And I think in all the businesses that Ryan and I have started, we've sat down and we've we've validated the the thesis that we had, um, and then also I think did the hard work of doing it the way that it exists today, right? Like I, you know, Ryan and I sat there, and I, as a as an agent, I brought up the different you know submission processes for for insurance. We still have a small real estate portfolio now that we operate. You know what does that look like? The PDF that I'm filling out, the Excel spreadsheet, and then what do I do with it? Oh, I send it off to all these different carriers, and then I'm getting these PDF quotes back, and like this is this is miserable, right? And then then from there, you know what else does that touch, right? What is that network effect that you can start to build around that business? And that's that's really what uh, what has driven Obi's success over the last couple of years. So then we took that and we said, all right, who else touches this experience? We went out to lenders, we went out to property managers. Hey, this is what we're hearing from your clients, right? Your borrower, your owner, right? Where do you fit into that, and what pains do you also see at the same time? And that is what starts to slowly grow that that roadmap of product market fit. Awesome.
1: So, so who's the actual who's the actual provider of the insurance? I mean, you're not you're not doing you're not you know self doing this. So, are you are you brokering it out?
2: Yeah. So that, that's a that's a great question. So we we operate. Um, we operate as something, you know, effectively knows like a program administrator or a managing general agent. What that means is that, you know, we go out, uh, to, uh, different carriers and, and front end carriers and, and, reinsurers that exist out there and say, we want to build a specific program in this space. So to answer your uh, question, Ken, we don't, we don't take any of the balance sheet risk, but we're building these programs ourselves. We're underwriting on them. Uh, we're building the overall policy. And then we take that to the market and we say, Hey, we want to, we want to create this policy, we want to have the exclusive rights to it. We want you guys to support it, right? And they get a nice little, what, a, what is effectively a nice little fixed income product, right? Insurance is very predictable from a from a, uh, a revenue and an investment standpoint, um, and so that's that's how we've built our, our programs. Now we still have access to the broader market. We broker um, out to a lot of different carriers if we don't have the market for it, or we're uh, you know if we hit our capacity in Florida for the year, we might have to go out to somebody else um but it's it's still the exact same process right the intake the transparency and the the infrastructure and the foundation of how we interact with our clients and then their vendor providers um is still the exact same
1: so i have to I, and don't you don't say any names because this is all about you but do you even have competition in this space i own rental properties and i didn't even know about you which i'm embarrassed to admit although i'm on your website right now and i'm checking this out and my partners are going to hear about this shortly but Are there other people that do this or is, are you guys kind of the, the one?
2: Yeah. I mean, you've, you've always got your traditional carriers, right? Uh, I've worked with them for years Um, and there's nothing wrong with, with their products, right? They're, they're a, uh, uh, they're a victim, I think of their own success where they built these, you know, technology platforms 10, 20, you know, 25 years ago. And it just, it hasn't kept up. Right. Um, And so, we're slowly starting to get some competition in the space. I think the nice thing for Obi is that we're starting to build a pretty strong brand um amongst, you know, the the small kind of uh hobbyist investor, right? The guy that had the condo and uh didn't want to sell it, turned it into a rental property when they bought their first starter home, all the way up to now institutional clients that have two thousand, three thousand, five thousand, you know, homes or or uh units across the country. So um we're slowly getting there. We we fully expect that this is where the market's going. And you know, to the to the point uh, that was made earlier. There, there's 17 million individual landlords in the U.S. They own two to three different properties apiece. Um, there's billions. I mean, I you know, I think the it's around 63, 64 billion dollars a year in insurance premiums just in this small residential space on an annual basis. So I have no doubt we're gonna we're gonna start to see some competition here eventually.
1: Well, that's uh, it's a the concept is amazing. Like I said, I will tell you I don't I'm not always excited when we're doing these. I've never heard you excited about anything that involved technology, man. You're being weird. I know this, man. It's it's just so cool. And I'm thinking, holy cow, I can jump on this website. Throw in my address. Here's my name, and it comes back. And I, I mean, it just the the simplicity of it. I just love And especially if if you're because some of the properties that we have, we move in and out of pretty quick. And yep. your typical insurance agent doesn't love that. <laughs> no, no, they don't. And and you don't you don't care. That's the perfect part. It's like, hey, you kept it three months. Great. You flipped into something else. Great. Yeah, Great. I just I just love the I, I love the concept of it. It's, it's awesome.
2: And that's the thing, right? Like, nobody's. Uh, I, I I appreciate your uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm. Most people on a Monday morning this early are not that enthusiastic for insurance. Um, me me included sometimes. But you know, you're 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 absolutely right. I mean, the the market itself and your agents, right? And again, nothing nothing against the agent, I, I, I am one, and we're starting to actually roll out our product to agents across the country so they can have the same experience with their clients. And the reason being is, is to your exact same point. Maybe you bought something, right? You're gonna do a, a quick kind of maybe fix and flip. Maybe you're gonna turn it into a long-term rental, but you gotta throw maybe a three-month builder's risk policy on there, right? Doesn't make a ton of premium, now on an annualized basis, right? That year-long premium might be nice for your agent, but like on a three-month basis, they gotta write it, then they gotta cancel it, then they gotta process your refund three months from now, then they're gonna run to write a brand new 12-month policy. You know, it's just the the carrier market just hasn't kept up to be able to support the the agents, right? And again, this agent market is 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 moving to a place where where it's dominated by folks again that, that have grown up with an iPhone and have an expectation of this technology, and clunky systems are just not where it's at. And so if you can provide a way where you can go on the, the website. You can grab a policy. You need it for three months. Great. You want to cancel it after that? Great. You want us to easily roll that into a 12 month policy long term for you? Great. Right. Like that's the, that's the piece here. And if we can, if we can get that right, uh, people don't like insurance because it's slow. Uh, and there's always misaligned, uh, expectations, whether it's how long it takes you to get your, your check back, right? When you, you got a refund or how long it takes to get, uh, you know, an, an adjuster assigned. Somebody has a claim with OB, you go on the website, you say you got a claim that immediately sends and kicks off a a tech based process that it's going to immediately assign that adjuster and start working through that process. Right. It is a it is a way of at least taking the pain points out of something that otherwise people really just don't like.
1: So how, how quick is your response time? If I went in right now and said I need a quote, what's what's the response time?
2: Oh, I mean for probably 90% of single family rental properties in the US, you can pay sign and bind in 2 minutes. Like you you go in there and you know, I, I think our uh our quickest one it was a it was a brand new build in a in a pretty safe, you know, state, right? Not not on the coast. Um somebody went through in 37 seconds. Now that is probably a um it's probably an irresponsibly uh quick time to to bind insurance. I don't know how much they were paying attention to it, but yeah, you you can go through um, we, we pull a lot of the information about your property on the back end, So we really try and limit the number of questions we're actually asking. Um, the fact that, you know, again, in 2023, you have carriers that are still asking for the year built when that is very easily publicly available information at this point, if right. you can go in there for most things, um, you can pay sign and buy in instantly. Uh, most of our people do.
1: What if it's two o'clock in the
2: morning? Go for it. What if it's, what if it's Christmas day? Go for it. I, I, I fully expect that my phone is gonna be blowing up. I am still on the uh, we have a we have a notification channel online every time we bind a policy. And and it's you know it's it's as a business owner seeing this from an idea into reality now, I I don't mute that channel anymore. It bugs the hell out of my wife, right? Like it's nine thirty at night, kids are asleep, we're trying to actually wind down and like my phone's like my phone's buzzing. She got me an Apple Watch last year, and I'm sure she really hates that she did that because now it shows up on my watch every two seconds. So it's you know it's very fulfilling to be able to see that. But yeah, to your point, do you know, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, we had a guy run through 30, um, 32 individual policies over the course of an hour or half hour or something um, at like four o'clock in the morning. Right, uh, whenever you want to do that works for works for me. Now, again, in the event that you have questions, you can. Email us, you can call us. Uh, there's a chat uh, function that's directly in there. Um, and during, you know, more or less regular business hours across, you know, both the East and the West Coast of the US, we have licensed agents that are available to actually answer any of those questions. So you want to pepper them with exactly what uh, some of these endorsements mean, or if you have questions on deductibles or replacement costs, especially in this inflash- uh, inflationary market, we do have people available. But if you want to run through and never talk to anybody, you want to sit on your couch in your
1: underwear on a Saturday morning and buy insurance, fine by me. Well, the the thing is, is is for most of the people that you're servicing, most investors, this is not their full-time job. It's not my full-time job. I'm a busy guy. And I think about, oh, man, I got to get insurance for this investment property at 5 o'clock in the morning when I'm on the way to the gym or when I'm driving home at night. My insurance guy's not working in. He's not taking my call in. I think of it random, random times. You're providing a service that probably fits in for ninety percent of the investors out there that just are not that they're doing something else nine to five. You're and you're absolutely right. I, you know, it, it, contrary to probably what the front page
2: of the New York Times would say, Wall Street does not own most of the rental properties in the U.S. Right? It is very much your you know your hobbyist investor. I think probably it's like ninety or ninety two percent. Right? Are the sub institutional owners that own you know, one to 10 uh, locations. And, and what you said absolutely tracks, right? Like we see an abundance of usage between five and call 9 a.m. Right. And then a ton between like 5 p.m. all the way up to like one o'clock in the morning. Right. That is where we see a lot of the actual action for some, some of these people. And, you know, to the point that you made, right, the weekends are super busy for us. Um, that's when we see people that are waking up on a Saturday morning, Jumping on and grabbing the insurance because you know they they know that their renewal's coming up, or they know that they're going to be closing on an investment property, um, or they just want to see what pricing looks like because they're trying to underwrite a potential deal.
1: Yeah. So I, I um, one of the saddest things in real estate. There's about 1.5 million realtors right now, and it's estimated that about six to seven percent of them own investment property. And I'm thinking if if you know real estate, and this what you know, why do more people not on real estate. Okay. Well, listen, you're providing the service. I want to hear about your real estate portfolio. So what do you own? Yeah. So, uh,
2: we own a handful of single family rentals, um, uh, primarily across the Midwest. We do have a, uh, do have a nice condo unit actually in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. We like the, uh, the, the Carolina market. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, my, my brother, Ryan's the one that got the, uh, the, the real estate investing bug into me. He started right around the, uh, uh, the global financial crisis and the the retail apocalypse. He was doing uh, office and retail, moved out of that space. He made a decision probably around 2010 2011 that you don't always need a place to uh, to shop, but you always need a place to live, right? And so that that moved him into the multifamily, single family space. Grew a portfolio to around 2,000 units. Um, I started helping him out with that, and then you know again we were uh, we were standing actually right around this time we were standing at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, probably close to you know seven years ago, and just complaining about the insurance, uh, process, right. And just waiting because a deal is going to close, right. And the agent's going to get back to us. Um, and just, you know, it's, you know, deal's going to close the Monday after Thanksgiving. I still don't have the insurance. I'm like, there's gotta be a better way. Right. I go on Geico's website. I can get, a, I can get car insurance instantly. Like why can't you do this from this segment? And that's, that's what kicked off this process. So, um, you know, Ryan, Ryan moved out of the multifamily space. We got rid of a lot of the, that, portfolio um still own probably about a you know a dozen units uh here across the u.s but obi has become our uh you know our our primary uh pride and joy uh at this point as we continue to try and uh uh, grow and innovate in the space
0: do you have any ideas on on how the how technology will affect the real estate market going further i mean we keep seeing disruptors like this come in and, and kind of changing how things are doing do you kind of keep you know, your finger on the pulse of any other technologies around real estate or, or investing?
2: For sure. Yeah. We, you know, one of the big ways that we actually distribute the product because we do it digitally, we actually partner with a lot of the the, the real estate technology firms that exist out there. So any place that you're buying, selling, managing, transacting, lending on, uh, you know, small residential real estate uh, investment properties is where OB is at today, where we want OB to be as well in the future. So you know, if, if you're working with our many lending partners, you get to that section, which I'm sure all of your listeners are familiar with. And it says, hey, drag and drop a copy of your, you know, your your your, your certificate of insurance, right? Or some that might not even be that advanced, say, hey, email it to me. Um, you know, that's where OB shows up now. Inside these borrower portals, as you're moving through that closing process, in the event that you want to get an instant quote from OB, you can do with that. And we've set it up in a way as well that it, it's, it's pretty much... Uh, you know, it's, it's impossible to get wrong. Your borrower might have certain limits, right? That, that, that you need to comply with. You have, you know, on page 64 of your, you know, your, uh, uh, your loan covenants, right. Is the, the actual insurance doc. Nobody paid attention to it until you get to the closing table and find out that you have a $500,000 general liability limit, but your lender actually requires a million. And now you're scrambling, trying to get in hold of your agent and saying, Hey, I, you know, you got to, you got to jump into the, the the website and try and get me a new quote. I'm I'm at the closing table. My rate lock's expiring, right? I really got to get this done. And of course, it's always Friday at three o'clock, and your guy's gone at that point, you know. And so that's that's where we built the technology. If you if you know if if your lender won't allow less than a million dollars in coverage, we won't show you any other option, right? Your mortgagee clause is automatically populated directly onto the certificate for you, right? And so the lender loves us. Because you know that if you got the policy from OB, they don't actually have to double check it. You can just check that box. We do the same thing for property managers, right? Property managers need to be named on your insurance as well. We do the same thing through, uh, you know, real estate marketplaces. Um, any place where we're transacting in that process, if we can take the pain points out of insurance, um, that's where we show up. And so to answer your question, I think, you know, I think the the, uh, the ancillary services and the process that you go through as you're buying uh, a real estate uh, property, whether it's for your own personal uh, property or an investment property, um, and then all the other tentacles that touch that, right? Property management, lending, services, um, you know, uh, renovation work, title, um, whatever that might be, the closing process, that's where we really see a lot of an impact. Um, there's been a ton of money invested in the space over the last couple of years. A lot of it was through like the marketplaces, the buy and sell. Obviously, the uh, the market looks a little different today than it did, obviously, you know, 18, 24 months ago. But I think what is really going to come through during this time are those different platforms that continue to help agents or property managers or loan originators do their job in a more efficient and more effective manner.
0: So real quick before we wrap up, man, uh, we really appreciate your time. I want to hear about part of your bio was being on the 30 under 30. Uh, tell us about that. How How did that come to be?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I was, yeah, be, before I got into real estate and before I got into insurance, uh, I, you know, I originally thought I was going to go to law school. So I spent a lot of time working in, in politics. Um, fortunately got out of that world. There's only so many times you can beat your head up against a brick wall. Uh, insurance is a heck of a lot more exciting, uh, than, That's than saying where something. I was at. That is saying something. Right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, you know, it, 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 it works for some folks. I think, um, Uh, I, you know, so that's, that's how I ended up on, on the Forbes list. Um, I was doing a lot of policy work, um, you know, during, uh, during my time before OB, um, really rewarding, but, you know, ultimately I thought, uh, being an entrepreneur, getting back to a lot of my roots of, of starting and growing companies, um, as opposed to working in BC was, um, a much more fulfilling, uh, professional Avenue for me. Um, I will forever be a, a, a tinkerer, right? Like I will forever have the side hustle. Um, you know, even even you know, as 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 Ryan and I grow Obi, uh, we have these little like side things that come up, and we we know we got to kind of check ourselves um, a little bit given given our our our, our current full time uh, job. But you know, that that's where my passion's at. Um, that's the those are the things and those are the ideas that keep me up at night. Right, the the fun things that I can continue to do to iterate at Obi or what that next thing potentially after Obi looks like, whatever that might be. Um, that's that's what drives me at the end of the day.
0: Awesome, man. Well, uh, before we wrap up, just walk our listeners through getting on your platform and then where they can find you if they uh, have any questions.
2: Yeah, the website is obinsurance.com, O-B-I-E insurance.com, or you can email me directly if you want to. Uh, like I said, I'm on my phone uh, uh, all the time. So Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at obinsurance.com. Happy to help.
0: Awesome, guys. And all okay, the, we, we, have a big, uh, we have a big
1: accomplishment here, bud. What this getting is, you excited about a technology? No, no. I this is the second time in like the last three months that we have done an interesting podcast on insurance. That's oh, that's yeah. a major oh, accomplishment. That
0: is impressive.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah,
2: that's, that that is a that is a good reflection of where the space is going, right? If we can if we can change the hearts and minds out of how people feel about
1: insurance, then we're uh, we're, we're we're doing a good job. Well, Aaron, the one we did, we did uh, a couple months ago. We just talked about uh, all the insurance companies that are going out of places like Florida. Oh, yeah. Uh, and other places like that and why that was happening and what was going on. And, and it, the feedback on that was amazing because people said, now we actually understand it. I think today yeah. we brought something of value to, to our listeners. Hey, I got, I got plenty of capacity. Florida is tough, especially towards the end of the
2: year. But uh, any, any other state, uh, I, got, I got plenty of capacity uh, throughout the entire country.
0: Man, I just like a quick aha that I had from this was was how you guys started. And I think it's something people forget is just think about what you're complaining about. What do you hate? And then fix it. I mean, it's that's it's really just such a, you know, it's something you forget
1: that you can change stuff that you're complaining about. Just go on and do it. See, I would have been complaining about somebody making me go to the parade, but he was complaining about something else. Yeah.
2: Well, we had to figure out something to do while we were standing there in the cold, you know. (laughs) But yeah, there I mean, it's, 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 it's so, it's so true. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll leave your listeners with this. If, if you can figure out that problem that you're complaining about, take the, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes and Google the size of that market. I, I never would have thought that small residential real estate investors, just the investor segment are spending like 64, $65 billion a year billion with a B in insurance premiums. That means that even if we're doing a mediocre job, which I hope we're not, um, still falling forward right like you're still continuing to progress as your company grows and there's such an opportunity there and if you can find a big enough market with the right people to continue to help you build that that product you can you can find success to be able to do that and that's always the first step
0: awesome man well we really appreciate your time thank you for coming on guys check out his links below guys go follow aaron uh and We will see you all next uh, Wednesday. Remember, please subscribe to the podcast, guys. Leaving us a review really helps us out a ton. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me uh, on Instagram, Facebook, KT Temple. Uh, And if you're looking for Kent, you can find him at The Temple Team on Facebook and Instagram or thetempleteam.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you around.